I want to thank you for joining into our Bible study this evening, and I really would like to encourage you to open your Bible and join me. We're going to move around just a little bit, but the first place we'll arrive is in the 105th Psalm and verse 5. I want to get really practical in our time together this evening, and I want to try to be of help to you, scripturally speaking. I don't know if you are fully aware of this, but the fact is God sends a message. God has a plan. God has a lesson for us in every single thing, every season that comes into our lives. The message is that we need God. But there are certain moments where we kind of take a step back and we recognize, we remember this thought and the beginning of a new year or a new season is certainly an appropriate time to do just that. In every situation of life, we need God. As we start a brand new year, as we conclude our first Sunday of the new year, let's remember that lesson that we need God. And that lesson should dictate everything that is yet to occur in the year that lies ahead of us. But practically speaking, I think with scripturally backed principles, we can assess and we can plan ahead for all of the circumstances that will arrive. So as I was studying and working through in my own personal life, I wanted to share with you some ways that we can plan ahead to have a successful new season, to have a successful year ahead. We need God in the year ahead. How can I keep that in front of me? What are some principles from the Bible that I can apply to have a great new year? The first is this, look back. It can be unhealthy, no doubt, to spend too much time dwelling on the past. But the Bible also provides plenty of examples where God's people took time to remember all the ways that he had been faithful to them. That's why I had you go to the 105th Psalm. Note in verse 5 what we read, remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders, and the judgments of his mouth. How can I apply the lesson that I need God for the year ahead and have a great year? The first thing we can do is look back. Invest some time in looking back over the last year and verbalize a thank you to God for his grace and for all of the events that made up your life in the last season. I think it's easy for us to focus on the negative. I think it's easy for us to think of all the hardship. I think it does us well to look back and invest the time in remembering the good things that God has done and verbalizing a thank you to him for his grace. Not only should we look back The thing is, we should plan ahead. At the beginning of a new year, people often take stock of their lives. I think that's a really healthy thing. We assess the past. We've just touched on that. 
We take a look at the decisions that we've made. We take a look at the trajectory that we're now on. And really, January is an especially good time to look back on what matters most. And this may now seem like an oxymoron, but listen to what Paul writes in Philippians 3.13 in the second part of the verse. But this one thing I do, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. It sounds like an oxymoron because the first principle to having a great new year, as I jotted down, was look back. And now I'm saying plan ahead and the thing to do to plan ahead is to forget those things which are behind. What is it that the Apostle Paul meant when he said, I am forgetting those things which are behind? Now, we should not read that and think that Paul is forgetting the past mercies of God, that he's forgetting the goodness and the grace of God, the provision of God. In fact, he's just spent the verses that precede that in this letter telling God, thank you for the goodness. He's not forgetting the valuable lessons of the past. What he is saying is, I'm forgetting that sort of dwelling on the past that would hinder our present effort. Getting lost in the past, being dictated to by the good old days mentality. Don't let the past, don't dwell and be so buried in the past that your present effort and your future progress is hindered. What he is emphasizing is his concentration. He's focused on, he's concentrated on a forward look to where the goal lies. He's planning ahead. He's straining forward. That's what the image of the language is. I press toward. I press on. Here is the runner. That's what's being depicted. Extending with every fiber of his being to the finish line. What is it that's holding Paul's gaze? What is it that he's focused on? What is it that he's concentrating on? Not the past. Not that which could preoccupy him, but rather the future, the prize of the high calling. Look back. Remember God's mercies. Remember the lessons that you have learned. Remember God's grace. Verbalize a thank you. Plan ahead. Forgetting those things which are behind. Don't be so mired in the past. Concentrate on that which is ahead. What's ahead? The goal, the prize, the high calling of God. With every fiber in our being, we lean forward. Now, how can I lean forward? How can I live the kind of life that is forward-leaning as I go into the new year? Jotted down some more thoughts. Simply this, get in the Word of God. Maybe these are resolutions that you can now make. Get in the Word of God. Find a reading plan. Keep notes in a journal. Download an app. Get in the Word of God this year. Saturate your life with it. Read it. Memorize it. Spend time in it. Guard time each day to read the Word of God. I'd advise you, vary your passages. Keep it fresh. Get a good night's sleep. Read it in the morning. Listen to some Christ-centered preaching or Bible that is read to you. All of these things are readily available. Hey, don't shy away from reading a good theological book. Don't shy away from learning. Set a daily reminder. 
We've got to have spiritual character, and our spiritual character is grown in our communion with God. One of the greatest ways we can have a successful new season is by getting, for, getting in the Word. It helps us to lean forward. Character counts in that regard. Not only get in the Word, stay faithful to church. Shouldn't surprise us that involvement in church has spiritual benefits. After all, it is God's ordained institution and it is His design. He's the one that said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there am I. I'm right there with them in their midst. The book of Hebrews instructs us to encourage one another daily, even more encouraging of each other as the time gets closer to the end. And we can do that as we gather and assemble together. Not surprisingly, we have a spiritual enemy, the devil, the accuser of the brethren, who would seek to keep us from assembling together, to keep us from being a part of a church, from enjoying those spiritual benefits. I can say to you, this is a really unique and special season to be a part of this church. God's doing good things in this place. We have a great big year ahead of us, even as we navigate the building process. What a wonderful time to commit to staying faithful to church. How can I lean forward, get in the word, stay faithful to church, intentionally share the gospel. Be intentional about it this year. More than ever in our generation, more than ever in the midst of our world, there's great uncertainty. There's fear. The world is searching for something that's real, something that's hopeful. Guess what? We have that to give. We have the truth of the gospel. Every one of us has an influence in our relationships, whether that's family or friends or coworkers or social media. For some, it's large, and for others, it's small. But we should be good stewards of the influence that we have this year by sharing the gospel intentionally. Take some of the church invites. Take some of the little gospel cards. Be intentional about sharing the gospel in the relationships that God has blessed you with. Now, don't get dragged down into arguments that don't matter. 2 Timothy 2.23 tells us that. Speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15 tells us that. Encourage others to see and lift their eyes up to God. 1 Corinthians 8.1 teaches us that. Tell them about the truth of their sin. Tell them about the grace of God. That's what they need to hear. How can I lean forward? Get in the word. Stay faithful to church. Intentionally share the gospel. Love your neighbor. Find ways to reach out to your neighbors. Be intentional about participating in bringing relief. Be empathetic, sympathetic, compassionate towards those that are in their community. That's the heart of God, by the way. That's part of preaching the gospel, by the way. Be a kind encouragement, especially to those that are of the household of God, your brothers and sisters in Christ right here. Be intentional about loving your neighbors. That'll keep you leaning forward. Take time to rest. It's a busy world. We're busy people. Very or far too infrequently, do we ever let our minds rest? Do we unplug? 
do we detach? There's great value in resting. One said, it's tough to derail a slow-moving train. When we're at wit's end, when we're running ourselves ragged, when we're utterly and completely exhausted physically and emotionally and spiritually, the fact is it's easier to derail us. Check up on yourself. Take the time needed to rest. Develop a new friendship. How can I stay leaning forward? How can I have a successful new season? Develop a new friendship. I've been preaching this on Wednesday nights. Prioritize friendships. Build unselfish friendships. Real, face-to-face friendships, not the virtual kind. And by the way, be ready to put in the work. Be ready to put yourself out. Be ready to be disappointed. Be transparent with people around you. Let them in. Invest yourself in their lives. Get out of your comfort zone. Go out of your way to meet people. Be curious about others. Don't just jump to conclusions. Find out their backstory. Know them. Develop a new friendship. What a Christ-honoring, church-strengthening, personally stretching, leaning forward way to live. Focus on family. Focus on family. Pray for your family. You know the biblical model of family is under incredible attack. And if we have been blessed with a Christian family, we should invest deeply in it. That's fact. We serve God by serving our family. One wrote this, it's more important than ever, and I agree, to make our families the top of our priorities. There's a lot, again, that can pull on you. How can I lean forward and have a successful new year? Prioritize your family. Think about how simple these things are. Look back. Look back and just remember the grace of God. Verbalize a thank you for his goodness. Lean forward. Plan ahead. Stretch, eyes on the prize. How simple. Get in the word. Stay faithful to church. Be intentional about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Take some time to rest. Think about how easy all of this is. Develop a new friendship. Focus on your family. Enjoy the moment. Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's an unqualified, unconditional rejoice. Now, to do that, that certainly will defy. It goes against the thankless, ungrateful, complaining nature of the world in which we live, of our own human condition. He is saying defiantly, as it were, rejoice anyway. Now, remember, when the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Philippians, he wasn't lounging in a Roman bath somewhere. The reality was he was languishing in prison. He was there, and he defiantly says, rejoice. That's what he is saying in this moment. Whatever the circumstances are, rejoice. Note that he leaves no loopholes. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say, Rejoice. Now let's understand what he's driving us toward. Eyes on the prize. Rejoice in the Lord. Those are very important phrases. 
You don't rejoice in your circumstances. You don't rejoice in your victories. You don't rejoice in your successes. You rejoice in the Lord. That's what keeps us ultimately on track. Christian joy is a basic, one wrote, and constant orientation of the Christian life. Christian joy is fruit and evidence of a relationship with our Lord. Where do I find this Christian joy? In the Lord. How do I find this Christian joy? By looking back. All the good things, the grace of the Lord, all of his provision, the fact that you're still here now, verbalize a thank you by planning ahead by leaning forward, by not getting so mired in what once was that it figures in a way to diminish what we're currently doing or to defeat what we desire to do. Lean forward, get in the Word, stay faithful to church, intentionally share the gospel. Take some time to rest. Find a new friendship. Focus on your family. Enjoy the moment. Too often we're busy wishing life away looking for the next season, looking for the next moment, looking for the next break. How can I enjoy the moment? Well, think right thoughts. By thinking right thoughts, look back, lean forward, think right thoughts. Listen, our thoughts are very real. Our thoughts are very powerful. They have an effect on us. Wrong thinking leads to wrong feeling, and wrong feeling can lead to wrong action. Think right things. What does think right things mean? Well, Isaiah 26.3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Think right things. Keep your mind on the Lord. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we read this, Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Keep your mind on Christ. There are going to be times, in effect, where your mind wants to run away with you. And those wrong thoughts lead to wrong feelings which produce wrong actions. Bring those thoughts into captivity. Make them subject to the obedience of Jesus Christ. You've probably heard this. It's very familiar. Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. Wrong thoughts leads to a defeated life. Think right thoughts. Thoughts on the Lord. Eyes on the prize. Let's get again really practical. Philippians 4.8. Here's something to think on. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any phrase, think on these things. I encounter a lot of people who are defeated, who are discouraged, wondering what to do to overcome it. 
I'm not saying this is easy, but the apostle tells us plainly, here are some things to focus on. Here are some things to think about. Think right thoughts. Your mind on Christ. He will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Here are some things you should let pervade. Fill up, saturate your mind. Here's where your focus should be on true things. Things that are morally upright. On honest things. Things that are honorable. Things that are worthy of respect. Things that are right. Now, we don't hide our heads in the sand. But we shouldn't focus on dishonorable things. Are these morally upright? Are they honorable things? Pure things. Lovely things. Things of a good report. Think on those things which are morally pure and bring pleasure to others that are worth talking about. Talk, think, focus on those things. Think on those things which are virtuous and worthy of praise. Stay away from the baser sort, the carnally dominated mindset. If it has virtue in it, it will motivate us to do better. If it has praise in it, it's then worth commending to others. Nobody should be wasting their time and energy and bandwidth on thoughts that will tear them or others down. And there's plenty of that out here in the world. We fixate on this stuff. We focus on this stuff. And then we wonder, why do I have wrong feelings? Why do I produce wrong actions? Because we're thinking wrong things. We're not really leaning forward because we're not thinking right thoughts, and the Bible has helped us. Now, compare what I just shared with Psalm 19, 7, 8, and 9. Listen, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Kind of circle all the way back. What should I be thinking about? The Word of God. The Word of God. Think on these things. Meditate on them day and night. What happens? Well, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You cannot separate outward action from inward thought. And you cannot subdue inward thought without prayer. And you cannot silence inward thought by just stopping focusing on the wrong thing. You got to focus on the right thing. And the right thing is the Word of God. Within there, we have all that is true and honest and pure and lovely, of a good report, virtuous and worthy of praise. I just want to get really practical with you and say, what a great time to take a step back and enjoy the moment. In every season, there's a lesson that God has for us. It's we need God. When we have a little break or a new season, a new year, we recognize that lesson and we focus. We need God. Now, how can I have a successful season moving forward acknowledging that I need God? Well, look back. Look back. Remember the good things. Remember his grace. Verbalize a thank you. Plan ahead. 
Forgetting those things which are behind, not the mercy, not the valuable lessons, not his goodness, but don't get mired in the past. Don't get locked up in it so that it defeats the present and discourages you for the future. Lean forward with eyes on the prize. How can I constantly lean forward into the new year? Get in the word of God. Stay faithful to church. Intentionally share the gospel. Take some time to rest. Develop a new friendship. Focus on your family. Pray faithfully. Think right thoughts. Enjoy the moment. It's really sometimes helpful for us to just get practical with some scriptural principles. Oftentimes, man, we're defeated before we even get started. And what we just tried to do tonight and what I've tried to do for myself personally is jot down some biblical thoughts that help me to win before I even get started. It takes some work, it takes some effort, but it's worth investing the time. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the truth of your word. I pray that you'd help us to take these simple principles that we would seek to honor you as we move through this new year. I ask your blessing on us this week that we have ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening this week to the Graceway Baptist Church podcast. For more information about our church and our ministries, head on over to our website at gracewaycharlotte.org. We are a church located in South Charlotte. We are growing and our ministries are doing big things for Christ. If you're looking for a way to get plugged into what we're doing, email us at info at gracewaycharlotte.org. Also, stay in the loop with everything happening by following us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is Graceway Charlotte. Thanks again for listening to the Graceway Charlotte podcast. We'll see you next week.